0: Love, talk, radio.
1: Hello, Nat Sound. Welcome to Nat Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball, along with Dave Nichols and Doghouse from Federal Baseball,
0: coming to you after
1: the Nationals 5-4 win over the Tigers. Clint Robinson with a walk-off win. Who cares if he didn't know what inning it was? But, Dave, we'll start with the big news of the night. Steven Strasburg was on the mound for the Nationals while the game was going on. Reports emerged. Uh, Washington Post writer Chelsea James was the first that I saw, and I believe the first to report that he's agreed on a what is reportedly nothing is official yet, and Nationals haven't confirmed it, but a seven-year, $175 million extension that will keep him in the nation's capital he was potentially becoming a free agent this winter, so this is a bit of a surprise. Scott Boras, client, signing an extension before he hits free agency, not testing the market and finding out his value on the market. But as big a surprise it is, it's a good move for the Nationals, in my opinion, if he can stay healthy. They've got two stars, uh, you know, number one-ish starters at the top of their rotation, Lucas Giolito coming along. So Strasburg, Scherzer, and Giolito at the top of your rotation going forward. Seems like a good combination to have up there uh, the one quote, Strasburg wouldn't talk about it, or I didn't hear exactly what he said, but apparently didn't answer questions about the extension in his post game, but told uh, Washington Post writer Barry Verluga growing up in Southern California, San Diego, all my life and stuff, the East Coast is a little bit of a change, but the city of D.C. has been great to me and my family, and it's really grown on us. Like Mike Rizzo says this winter that... Uh, Strasburg loved D.C. and they were going to try to work something out with him, but how surprised are you that they apparently have worked at an extension and Strasburg is going to remain in the nation's capital if all these reports are true?
2: Honestly, shocked. I mean, I I think everybody across baseball, you know, locally, nationally, whatever, um, fully expected uh, uh, Scott Boris to take Steven Strasburg to free agency. Um, I think a lot of factors play into this. Um, not the not the least of which was the way that Jordan Zimmerman's uh, negotiations were handled last year, and the fact that Zimmerman had to quote unquote settle for a hundred million dollars on the free agent market. Um, I mean, this is just a great deal. It's a great deal for Strasburg. Uh, it's a lot of money. Uh, he might have left money on the table. Uh, I have to think that 175 would have been uh, the absolute rock bottom starting price. Uh, as a free agent, considering he would be far and away the best free agent to hit the market this year. Um, So maybe he left some money on the table, but um, as a Tommy John survivor, this gives him uh, financial security for the rest of his life, uh, for the rest of his career. Uh, For the Nationals, it gets a homegrown player re-signed to a long-term deal, uh, something they haven't done since Ryan Zimmerman, um, at what is possibly, and for $25 million a year, it's hard to believe I'm saying this, but a below market value price. Um, the third element of this is that Steven Strasburg is one of the top five or eight pitchers in all of baseball when he's healthy. Um, he has been healthy since he returned from the disabled list last season uh, and has been absolutely terrific. Um, Barry Saluga just posted a piece about the extension uh, in the Washington Post, and Uh, mentioned that there are eight pitchers in the major leagues that have have 600 innings plus and an ERA of under 325, um, and Strasburg is one of those eight. I mean, he is an elite pitcher. Um, It's time that people recognize that. I mean, he hasn't put up a 20-win season yet, but um, this is a guy that is, um, as you mentioned, going to solidify and anchor this Nationals rotation uh, for at least the next four years, this this year and, and three years, uh, guaranteed of the contract and potentially uh, right along with Max Scherzer uh, with the seven-year deals. Doug, as we've
1: been rolling our eyes for years now about the whole Strasburg shutdown controversy, everyone wanting to do that, you have to go for it approach to it. And My argument all along has been that it's a business. You're talking about a 23-, 24-year-old kid at that time who had major reconstructive surgery on his elbow, which he uses to make a living, so... The whole goal and the way they handled it was to get him to free agency eventually and get the player the big payday he deserves for making it there. Uh, i kind of surprised that it's the Nationals who end up giving it to him, but I think a lot of people in that town are happy with this. And You were in the stands tonight and told me that you uh, started getting tweets during the game or text messages from everyone updating you on it. So just talk a little bit about what it was like finding out the news in the stands tonight and what you think of the deal that the Nationals and Strasburg have reportedly
0: agreed on. Well, uh, the first I heard of it was, uh, you know, the, the, one of the women in our season ticket holder groups who sits next to me uh, said something about that she got a message on Facebook from her mom's neighbor who was asking about the Strasbourg deal. And, you know, this, this, to my mind, sounds a little thinly sourced. So I, I basically gave her kind of a funny look and said, what? You know, and then, then someone texted Mrs. Doghouse and then, you know, someone else started muttering about it in front of us, you know, one of the regulars. And, you know, then, then I finally saw the, the tweet that you put up. And, you know, I, it's, it's a buzz going around. And we're all looking back and forth. And, you know, we, we were all fairly certain that uh, that the Nats were not going to sign him. And if they were, it was not going to happen in the middle of the season. And it would only happen after an extensive free agent bidding war sometime after the end of the 2016 season. Uh, so it's just, it's surprising on all possible levels. And I'm not sure if it, it's just because everyone's just sort of surprised that this has happened and been announced under what seemingly are such unusual circumstances. But everyone's been happy about it. You know, everyone has come out and been behind it because, you know, it, for this to be a below market deal. Steven Strasburg has to put up 30, 32 war in the next six or seven years. Uh, You know, so that means basically seven, four or five win seasons. Uh, He's, you know, got a pretty good track record on that. You know, even with the injuries in the last four seasons, he's been three and a half to four and a half wins a season. So it looks like a good bet. And by golly, if, uh, if the whole point of 2012, and I say the whole point of 2012, was do as best you can in the playoffs uh, in addition to the whole health issue because that's what happened. We did the best that we could uh, by shutting down Strasburg that season. Uh, but you, you might as well cash in on uh, that preserved health. and Who knows? Maybe that the, the the good relations built between the player and the organization by getting What seems to be a pretty good deal for both sides here?
1: Dave, there was a Washington Post writer Thomas Boswell wrote last year when the Zimmerman talk was coming up about the Nationals seeming reluctance to sign Tetris to extensions, and they're already on their second elbow, but that's what they seemingly have done here, assuming this is all confirmed tomorrow. There's reportedly a press conference scheduled for 2.30 in the nation's capital, but... What do you think about the risks the Nationals are taking here? He is on his second elbow. He's 27 years old, uh, four years, I, I'm, I'm counting on the top, top of my head, removed from the surgery in 2010, so five or six years at this point. But what do you think about the risks they're taking signing a guy to a long-term deal that already had Tommy John surgery? He's shown no signs of issues with the elbow since, so he's had little problems with the back and uh the ankle last year that slowed him down until he came back and really dominated at the end of the season. But, so what do you think about the risk the Nationals are taking here?
2: Well, here, here's the thing about about signing a pitcher, whether it's your own, as a re-signing a pitcher or as on the free agent market, is that pitchers get hurt. You know, it, it's just an inherent thing. And either they get hurt or they don't. And I know there is some data to support that um, that Tommy John, the guys that have Tommy Johns in return – um, there's a, a, a greater likelihood of them being injured, but it's not like an 80% chance or a 70% chance or a 50% chance. Um, so anytime you're going to sign a, a, a pitcher to a long-term contract, there is risk, and there is certainly risk in this deal. But the bottom line is, somebody was going to give Bryce, Har- or Bryce Harper. I'm sorry, Steven Strasburg. <laughs> <laughs> A, a seven-year deal, um, and somebody was going to give Steven Strasburg a seven-year deal for at least $175 million, so why should it be the team that knows his medicals uh, the best of anybody? Um, you know, it, there, there is inherent risk in signing a pitcher long-term. I don't think, personally, that, that the Nets are putting any more at risk uh, signing Strasburg than signing Scherzer last year. That was
1: what you just mentioned there, the medicals, was my argument for why I thought he might end up staying in D.C. when people were, I'll say poo-pooing my idea that he might actually stay around here. I thought they know his uh, medicals better than anyone. He's worked with them, worked with their doctors, is familiar with the organization. It's the only organization he's known as a professional. I thought that if, if he signed, that was the reason why he'd sign because that relationship has been built up and Nationals have such a good uh, relationship and so much money invested with Scott Boris. And it seemed a possibility to me, even though it, I, at this point I thought it was a long shot and this has caught me completely off guard. But let's get into the game a little bit too, Doghouse. Uh, at least go to the end of it there. Some excitement there. Danny Espinosa called out on strikes for the first out of the ninth inning. Four-to-four four game at that point. Bryce Harper apparently ejected for arguing with the umpire. He came on after the game and got a few words in with the umpire, which might earn him a little bit of trouble. I don't know if you guys have seen the video yet, but Harper had some choice words after Clint Robinson hit a walk-off winner to do it. Clint Robinson comes off the bench, sends one out to right field, had to be reviewed because it looked like one of the fans kind of reached over the wall there, but it's called a home run, and the Nationals uh, snapped their four-game losing streak with a big win here in the nation's capital.
0: Yeah, uh, as, as we were walking out to the uh, walking out of the ballpark, someone had their phone out and was doing some lip reading, and, and I don't think I can say it on a family-friendly uh, podcast here. But that was uh, that, that was quite a satisfying end to the evening after uh, having sat through all thirteen innings of last night's game in Chicago. Uh, this this was a much better way to end the game. I, I, I'll tell you what, uh, but uh, a, a, a great. We should always just tell Clint it's the eighth inning. I, I think that's the, the, the new strategy for for pinch hitting. Don't don't tell them the real game situation. Let them let them relax much, and do a little bit more. Much less I, pressure I, to, in that situation. Yeah. To uh, uh, to uh, uh, and, and and Harper's uh, credit, I did go back and, and check the pitch FX, and it looks like Knight's strike zone was high. It was not a lot high though. Those those and, and I, I didn't dig them out by at bat, but I think I, I saw the pitches that were in question here. And okay, they were a little over the top edge of the strike zone, but not mm, maybe maybe close enough where you got to swing at it if you're at, on two strikes here. But uh, not, not not egregiously horrible. And it and it looked like the the, the zone while high was consistent. Um, although I got to say, from from my perch up on the 300 level, the guys a bum. Needs needs to get a laser console with Ramos' guy. <laughs> we'll see if
1: there's any uh, fines or possible suspension for Harper. I, I don't know if they can get him for coming back on the field after he was suspended or uh, not suspended, ejected. But uh, he is captured pretty clearly having his his say on the matter at the end of there. He said as much in the post-game interview with reporters said that he wanted to get his message across, and he surely did, and it was captured on film, which probably isn't a good thing for him. But Dave, uh, Steven Strasburg, in spite of, on top of being in the news, was also on the mound tonight. Not particularly sharp, though. The two right-handers had hit home runs off him. i been having pretty good years so far. Uh, seven innings, six hits, four runs, three walks, 11 Ks. I think that was his 25th game of his career with 10-plus Ks on the night. Two home runs allowed, two 276 ERA on the year afterwards no decision in the game. Sean Kelly ends up getting the win for throwing one pitch, but what do you think of uh, Steven Strasburg on the mound tonight?
0: Uh, Well, you
2: kind of said it. He wasn't uh, the sharpest that he's been all season long. Um, You know, his fastball command wasn't uh, um, the best that he's had, but uh, certainly enough to to keep the Nats competitive. uh, um, You know, look, he had 11 strikeouts. That's what he does. Um, You know, what he did on the mound tonight – uh, kind of pales in comparison to the other news. Um, it, it was good that uh, uh, that the Nats rallied to tie the game, and then uh, and then Robinson hit the game winner. Good to end the four-game losing streak. Uh, nice to win the first game of, of the homestand. So um, all of those things are good. Um, Strasburg pitched well enough to keep the to keep the Nats in the game tonight. Um, the important thing is ending the losing streak and getting off onto a good note here on the homestretch. Doghouse after
1: Ryan Zimmerman left 14 on base last night. He ends up leaving five tonight, goes 0 for 4 with a run scored on the night. Uh, before the game, there was last night, and before the game, there was some talk about maybe moving Ryan Zimmerman out of the cleanup spot, out from behind Bryce Harper, and putting someone there who's hitting a little better right now so they aren't as uh, willing to walk Harper and pitch around him as you make him pay afterwards. Dusty Baker talked before the game about not wanting to make the change. He said, I think you guys want me to switch it up. You know what I mean? But So not yet. If it continues, he thought about it long and hard. But he said a few days doesn't merit you switching you up, switching it up. I mean, if Zimmerman had gotten one hit in one of those times yesterday, you'd never even ask me that today. So, no, not yet. He's not going to do it. Ryan Zimmerman stays in there. Doesn't have a particularly good game at the plate tonight either, but, Dusty, reluctant to uh, move him out of the, there. He he went on to say that uh, showing uh, support for Zimmerman, he thinks is important too psychologically to let him know that his manager has his back and thinks he's going to come back and change things. Well, just to get that direct quote out there, uh, unless you've been in Zim shoes and you really don't know what it's like psychologically to feel that somebody still has faith in you versus a fair weather manager or a fair weather fan, I'm not a fair weather type guy, I'm not a forever guy either but a couple of days is not near as long as forever. So he's going to stick with Zim for a little while and hope that he catches fire.
0: You know, Zim's a veteran guy and he's a streaky hitter. So it's, it's, it's a gamble. That's not completely unwarranted. And you look at the game last night, uh, you know, he hit that rocket to Hayward that Hayward made a very good play on to, to rob him of of a hit there. And, he doubled in uh doubled in Harper uh on that uh on that hit and run there to get the Nets uh Nets first run there. So that, that kinda shows you the way to go. Um all right, Harper gets on base and he runs. Uh Zim's gonna get uh, gonna get his chances and he's gonna convert some of them. Um that being said, I really like the lineup that Dave proposed last night. Uh, and, and if I were managing, I, I probably would have instituted that lineup two weeks ago. Um, of course, d- given that uh, our, our discussions about uh, pinch-hitting choices and, and when to leave people in over the course of the game here, it, it's clear neither of us should be managing a major league ball, ball club, much less than that. But uh, still, I, I disagree with all of the successful decisions Dusty has been making tonight. <laughs>
1: Dave, any thoughts on the lineup before we wrap up for the night?
2: None whatsoever. I gave all my thoughts on the lineup last night. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: That's nightly sponsored by federalbaseball.com. There's a lot to talk about tonight. Sorry we only skimmed over the game, but there's a big day in that sound. Tomorrow should be even bigger. We'll talk to you guys after the game tomorrow night, 7 o'clock again tomorrow with the Tigers. Talk to you guys then.
0: Go Nets.